Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Clothing and fabrics do a lot of work for us, but how can we make them into smart materials? Now, to make a screen that's flexible and bendable and reliable, you need to turn to some pretty interesting material science. Plus, why do your towels get hard when you leave them in the sun to dry? And a way to make a flexible screen and clothing using something waste byproduct, and you won't believe from where. It's a little bit fishy. Now it may seem like those clothes hanging off your back or those pants that you're wearing don't do a lot of work, but aside from protecting you, keeping you warm or cool with breathable fabrics in the summertime, clothing does a lot of work. It bends, it stretches, it folds. And that's why clothing wears after a time. That's, you know, in the world of fast fashion, some clothes wears faster than other. But researchers from Linkhoven University in Belgium have been looking at ways to make that clothing that's bending and stretching and rubbing do something for you by generating some type of electric effect. And they published this research in the journal Nature Communications. This involved a large collaboration of research, including Nara Kim, a postdoc and principal research engineer at Laboratory of Organic Electronics. And what they were really trying to do is to make a soft and stretchable organic thermoelectric module that could harvest energy from body heat. Now, the idea here is that if you did this, you could weave this into a new composite material that could be used to make smart clothing, wearable electronics or electronic skin. The applications are pretty limitless. Now, the idea here is to, by developing an organic composite material which has these unique properties, the key one being that it's soft and stretchable, but also that it has a high electrical conductivity. And if it has good thermoelectric properties, then you can use it to generate thermoelectric effects. This makes it pretty ideal for any wearable clothing or device application. Now, it's made using a combination of three different materials. The conducting polymer P.PSS, a water-soluble polyurethane rubber, and an ionic liquid. By mixing these all together, you end up with a composite with some pretty strange properties. The P.PSS gives it the thermoelectric properties, the rubber gives you that elasticity and stretch, and the ionic liquid gives it its softness. So by picking these different materials that all have these properties that are beneficial of the end target product, they were able to combine them in a way that could be made into a fabric. Now, P.PSS is a pretty commonly used conducting polymer. And it's used a lot because it has great thermoelectric properties. But the problem is, in its normal state as a thick polymer film, it's far, far too hard and brittle to be worn or to be made into clothing or a flexible screen. But by adding the elasticity from the rubber and the softness of the ionic water, that really changes the behavior of this P.PSS. It makes it into a new type of composite that's 100 times softer and 100 times more stretchable. Now, one of the other benefits of this particular formulation is that this formulation can be made into pellets which then can be melted and extruded in a 3D printer. So now you have a new composite material that can be blended into various other surfaces that can be flexed or folded 
and you can manufacture it relatively cheaply and in an environmentally friendly way because again, it's water soluble, making it pretty easy to break down and reuse. Now this isn't making your smart skin or your smart devices, but it is the foundation building material that can be used to make all kinds of things. Having a great material that has thermoelectric properties can be used to generate thermoelectric generators, meaning your clothes, as you wear them and bend them and fold them, start to charge themselves. You could also use the same principle and composite material to make supercapacitors, improve batteries, make wearable sensors, and make implantable materials that are thick, elastic, and electronically conductive, which is all the kind of things that you need to make a biosensor. So whether it's on the inside or the outside, this development of this material expands what we know about some conducting thermoelectric materials like P.PSS and makes it even better by giving it that little extra bit of stretch and flexibility that we need to in order to make something wearable and fun and also useful for a lot of different applications. Some great research published in the journal Nature Communications with lead researcher Nara Kim from Linköping University in Belgium. Now, if you read science fiction or watch sci-fi movies, one of the things that stands out as futuristic is, of course, materials like clothing that is also, same time, electronics. And this idea of flexible, temporary electronic displays would make it possible to wear, say, a glowing tattoo or have a medical device or something like a stopwatch directly on your skin. And that would be pretty amazing. The problem is that this technology generally depends on plastic. But researchers from China, published in the journal ACS Nano, which is the American Chemical Society Journals, have found a way which could make a display out of a biodegradable material that could be discarded after a single use. But since it's biodegradable, it doesn't matter if it can be discarded so easily. Plus, the resource used to make these screens would be plentiful. And did I mention it's all natural? So it doesn't revolve on a deep chemical process to produce plastics. And that means you really have one alternative and that's to turn to something simple and around us and pretty readiful as a waste byproduct, fish scales. Now, most displays rely on things that are electricity conducting, light emitting components that are then layered into a transparent film. Now, you have to make that transparent film flexible to withstand bending because the human skin bends and stretches, muscles expand and contract or temperature changes. So to make something to stay on those soft surfaces, researchers have generally in the past relied on films made of plastic. So if you want to get away from that fossil fuel resource to get something that's not a source of pollution, Researchers like Haodong Yu, Zhu Xingli, and Wei Huang try to find a more sustainable and environmental material. So what they settled on was gelatin. Now gelatin can be derived from collagen inside fish scales, and fish scales are a huge waste byproduct of the fishing industry. So what a better source for gelatin than one that was getting thrown away to begin with? 
So to prove the concept, they took their gelatin solution from the fish scales and they poured it into a Petri dish, which acted more or less as a mold for the film. So the film, as it dried, they found it had all the attributes you need, including flexibility and transparency, to make it wearable as a casing for wearable devices like screens. Benefit of this as well is it dissolved within seconds of being applied to hot water. And once you melted it in that hot water, you could recycle it yet again. When they buried it in the soil, they could degrade within 24 days, which is incredibly rapid when we compare it to the timescale of plastics, which can be in the thousands of years. So they took this film, which they'd just proven is biodegradable and easy to make and remake by just pouring hot water and remolding it on it. They worked on building an alternating current electroluminescent device that could glow after being bent and relaxed over a thousand times. So they were able to produce not a sophisticated display, sure, one that was just changing colour, glow or not, but it's a good proof of concept to show that these films using gelatin derived from fish scales are a pretty easy way to make wearable electronics and folding displays out of a biodegradable material and a waste byproduct. Now, does this mean tomorrow you can go buy a phone that folds in half using the power of waste fish scales? Probably not. Does it mean you'll be wearing fish scales in a luminescent suit that changes colour? Also, again, probably not. But as a way of developing films that can be used to conduct and display, this is a really great proof of concept type research that takes a problem and a waste byproduct and pairs the two together to solve a challenge faced by clothing and medical devices and other types of technology industries. And that is to make a flexible and durable and recyclable screen. So this is some great research published in the journal ACS Nano and lays the groundwork for hopefully to come a new source for making flexible electric. Now, hopefully, as everyone's spending more time at home, they're also being more conscious about their cleaning. And cleaning clothing and cloths and so on is incredibly important. Probably also cleaning things like towels or hand towels that you may have washed with. Now, one of the things that you may have noticed is that if you take a cotton towel and you wash it and then you leave it out in the sun, it will tend to go stiff. It will be dry for sure, but it gets hard. And that's pretty unusual because if you toss it in a clothes dryer, they'll come out nice and fluffy. So what exactly happens inside your towel to cause it to behave like that? What makes a drying wet piece of cotton go stiff after normal drying in the sun compared to perhaps drying it in another method? Especially if you use, of course, without fabric softener. So researchers from Hokkaido University in Japan, along with the Kao Corporation, have been trying to solve this pretty mundane, but something that you probably will have come across in your life. The reason why scientists are investigating this is that it's a known fact, and you would have known this, and it's not an unusual observation to make, that dried cotton in the sun dries the towel or material into a stiff object. But 
why the actual mechanism that is underlying that has really been confusing people. And the research groups at the Cow Corporation suggested that the potential solution lay in the involvement of bound water. Now, bound water is a special type of water that exhibits strange types of behaves and properties, especially on the surface of materials. Bound water can result in hardening of objects. So, theoretically, it should be possible for bound water to remain on the surface of the cotton, causing cross-linking between all the fibres on that cotton. And this process would be called capillary adhesion. And that was enough of an idea from the researchers at Cal Corporation for researchers at Hokkaido University, such as Kenishiro Murata-san, to dig into and try and figure out exactly what's going on. And they just published a paper in the Journal of Physical Chemistry C. Now, to do this, you obviously need some towels, some water, and some special analytical techniques, like an atomic force microscopy, AFM, and as well as using AFM with infrared spectroscopy. And that enables the researchers to actually look what's happening on the surface of the fibers of the cotton at a molecular level. Now, what they found using the AFM method is that there was a viscous substance on the cotton surface. Now, that substance wasn't cellulose, and the major component of it was still cotton. So that suggested that inside this surface layer on the material of the cotton, there was some bound water there, which was causing capillary adhesion, where liquid is sandwiched between two solid surfaces and acts a bit like a binding tying force to hold them together, particularly important for the strands and fibres of cotton right on the edges. So that was enough to prove that, yes, there was some presence of potentially bound water there, but they needed to dive in more using infrared spectroscopy to actually find out exactly what was happening. So of the natural dried cotton surfaces, it showed two peaks, which indicated the normal presence of the water. But if you take away all of the water from the cotton surface completely, then you get no water left, which showed up in the spectroscopy, which is what you expect. But when you look in detail in that spectrum, you can actually see that the bound water ends up taking a couple of different states at the air-water interface and then another at the water-cotton interface. That means that there's actually two different forms or types of water happening there. And it's important because it shows that not only does the bound water exist on the surface of these towels, but it's also showing a really interesting, unique form of hydrogen bonding, which is different from the normal hydrogen bonds you see present with ordinary water. Now, why does fabric softener make a difference then? Well, it's been thought that fabric softeners often reduce the friction between cotton fibers, but that can't be the case here because it would not prevent this type of bond from corning with the bound water. It's more likely that the actual fabric softener is disrupting this capillary action from the water being drawn up through the fibers itself and this special bond, this new type of hydrogen bond forming on this bound water layer rather than trying to just simply reduce the friction of the different areas of the cotton. Now, this all sounds pretty dry, so to speak, but it's quite important because it shows that even as something as simple as a towel, fabric, cloth, which has existed for thousands of years, we don't understand how that dries in the sun. Again, if you think about all the advancements of humanity, sometimes little corners of science pop up where you realize we don't quite understand as much as we think. And of course, for researchers from the Kao Corporation, like Kao Igarashi, it's a chance to develop new and improved fabric softeners that actually try and block this 
bound water phenomenon on the surface of the cotton. But more importantly, it just goes to show that some of the things we take for granted in everyday life around us can change and behave in ways that we don't quite fully understand until we start staring at them deeply and intently. We can actually piece together what's happening. In this instance, water trapped on the surface of the cotton is drawing more water through it and causing these really strange hydrogen bonds between the fibres of cotton, thus making it really stiff. And that's just one simple phenomenon, and there's many more out there. There's some great research published in the Journal of Physical Chemistry to answer a question that not a lot of people probably asked, but one you most certainly have probably encountered in your lifetime. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. From renewable ways to make flexible screens and materials using fish scales, plus why your towels dry hard in the sun, and new, flexible, and reliable electronics. Our ending theme was composed by Audionatics. Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia. <laughs>